so we are back and here to talk about culture. Um, and today you just get Caitlin and I. Uh, I don't know, or Caitlin and me. Oh, wow. Grammar error. Caitlin and me. You just get me, yeah. Caitlin and me. Um, <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I gotta replay it. Yeah. Grammar tangent. And the home stenographer gotta play it back. Um, and I don't know if I'm the interviewer or the guest or if Caitlin is the interviewer or the guest. I think it might be fluid. There's just like a lot point. of blurred lines here. Somebody call Robin Thicke. I know. Now that's in my head. Robin Thank Thicke. you. You're Robin Thicke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Alan Thicke's fault that we have Robin Thicke. That's I mean, true. Yeah. R.I.P. Alan Thicke. America's dad. I know, right? Right here. Anyway. Uh, but we digress. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think the, like I said, the, the line is blurry here. This is more of a... A conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, I do want to get out of the way that, like, culture is such a buzzword. Like, it's so... It's like synergy right now. Ugh. Like, workplace culture is such a hot topic as we are maybe on the tail end of the Great Resignation. Maybe we're still in the middle of it. I think, like economically those pieces are maybe still falling into place but that's been such a like buzzy hot topic i mean i think we've had a paradigm shift i, I think that God, i hope so <laughs> i think that like the, the great resignation did actually is actually happening or did happen and it is very real mm-hmm. um and i think that most of that was the inflexibility of work life yeah and that inflexibility like when you've been remote for two years and I know people in this situation right now and your company sends out a mass email that says everybody's coming back to the office at this location, eight hours a day, five days a week on this date, you're just like, no, yeah, no. And I think like removing all of the justification for like, it's like the like we've maintained an industrial model of work when we're not an industrial working culture any longer. Like the the idea mm-hmm. that we're all like cogs in this machine, but that's not really the nature of work in the United States anymore. Yeah, I mean, and people didn't. NPR did a great story on this. People didn't really go to work until the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Like that's when it happened. Yeah. Because and it's really fun watching like Bridgerton or Downton Abbey or any of those yeah. because there are shops and those people go to work obviously to work in their shop. Right. Usually it's the shop owner and maybe one other employee. Yeah. But most of the people doing business work have an office in their home and they do it from there and they go to somebody else's home to conduct business or go to a meeting hall, you know, or a gentleman's club or whatever uh, in the old time sense, not a different, different kind of club. Yes. Um, I mean, you're right. Like watching those shows, there's a, there's a little bit in there, but we did. And I get like, if, if you're physically on a line making a product, uh-huh. then yes, you need to be there. Than somebody who just needs an internet connection and an office, you know, a Microsoft office subscription yep. to do their work. I mean, and to your point, most people these days are in that category. Most mm-hmm. professional folks. I mean, we still have a lot of manufacturing in the U S and that's great, but we can monitor stuff and we can do things from wherever we are. But it, I just think it's become like we've infantilized the workforce in such a way that like we are not like you can't trust your employees. So like, why do you need to monitor what they're doing? Like, do yeah. you distrust your employees so much that you need to like have a monitoring system on there? Like, 
But if that's the case, like they shouldn't be working for you. I agree a hundred percent. Don't hire yeah. people that you don't trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when everybody like had to work from home for a while in 2020, you know, we were uniquely set up for that. Um, yeah. and people just left and it was fine. It was perfectly fine. I mean, I actually pulled everybody and said, do you want to come back to an office? Mm-hmm. And we were about 50, 50. Yeah. And some people were literally 50, 50. I want to be in the office part-time Sometimes. and not, I think mean, that was where you fell. Yeah. Like I like the office, but I also like being productive at home. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm the same way. I try to do Fridays at home. I get a whole bunch of stuff done. Yeah. And, oops. <laughs> what? Touch my cocktail there. Sorry about that little noise there. Um, talking with my hands and whacking my cocktail, but, um, I can also do laundry yeah. while I'm like reviewing stuff yeah. and it just makes life balance a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, we had enough people who wanted to come back. Otherwise we wouldn't be paying any Jettison rent. The commercial lease, yeah. We would have, we would have jettisoned two of those and that money would have gone into helping offset like your home internet mm-hmm. and your cell phone bill and things that like you have because you're working from your house. Yeah. I think, um, to kind of pull this back to like our overarching point, what is so interesting to me is that part of the reason personally I wanted to be in office is because I enjoy the people that I work mm-hmm. with every day. And so I think more so than this, like snacks in the break room and like beer in the fridge, like that's not culture. That's, Per, you know, like that's it's a benefit. I mean, it's to be clear, a, there are snacks in the break room and there is beer in the correct. fridge. That, that does happen. Yes. There's probably also some like weird mixed drinks in the fridge too. But I think like to define culture as a perk, as opposed to like having a safe and secure mm-hmm. working relationship with the people that you interact with either internally or externally. But that, that like, freedom to be people first instead of the idea that like you have to leave part of yourself at home you know that show on apple tv right now severance oh okay but the premise is basically there's whatever goes on at this office and i haven't watched it i've only seen the trailers but they have they have they go through a brain surgery that they cannot remember anything from work when they're at home and when they're at work they cannot remember anything from their home life Something happens as they switch the building. I don't know if it's like an electronic thing in their head or whatever. That sounds horrible. But yeah, and it's it's almost like I, I'm sure there are corporations out there going like, God, can we do that? Can we, can we do, do that? that? Can we not have them talk about personal stuff while they're at work? Yeah. And I think that like the idea of culture being a place is completely misplaced. Mm-hmm. I think the place can help with culture, but it's not what yeah. creates it. Uh, I don't feel like we lost culture in the six or seven months that everybody was 100% remote. We shifted it. We did different things. And some of those things we still do and some we don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think, to your point, it's not a thing that you get. Right. Like, it just, it's not a tangible. Culture is this feeling. Uh And it's this sense of belonging, I think, in a big way. Yeah, I think that's why people or companies want to define it as snacks and beer and ping pong or whatever it is, like, because it is such an intangible feeling and it's different for everyone too. But I think for us as an agency, the idea that we are people first Mm -hmm. and we also 
understand that we have lives outside of the seven and a half hours that we spend at our desks and being able to bring that and share that with the people that we work with is really valuable. Yeah. And I think it's been, we've been fortunate. We're definitely people first. Um, and we have gone through, I can think of two very specific times, including 2020 mm-hmm. when we had people who were probably not as busy as they needed to be. Definitely weren't what I would call profitable as individuals. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, we held on to them because we knew it was a temporary downturn Yeah, and we did everything we could to keep all of the people on. And we actually ended up yeah. growing in 2020. We almost doubled over a year yeah. in size. I keep hitting my cocktail glass. I need to stop talking with my hands. Producer Zach's going to yell at me for the ding, ding, ding. Um, but at least, you know, we've actually got cocktails here. So I think that's a big piece of it. And I think that kind of is where benefits spur from. There's that people first mentality. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I also want these people to be healthy. And so we have health insurance, even though legally we don't have to, and dental and vision and all of those things. And you should be saving for your retirement like I do. So we have a 401k with a really nice match, apparently better than it's supposed to be, according to our accountant. But (laughs) nothing's changing with it. It's staying exactly as it is. He just said it's actually best in class for companies 100 times our size. And I'm like, okay, like I just know that it it's fair. It makes sense. Um, and those things cost us money. And I see that on the bottom line. I know exactly how right. much everything costs. Um, but those are like perks and those are things that we do. Yeah. And I think you touched on it. And I think for me, it really comes down to kind of three things with the team from a feeling. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I know that you are very good if somebody comes in to the office coughing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> grilling them and assessing them. And Where like, did that come from? Yeah. Hey. Uh, How are you feeling it today? Doesn't sound like allergies over there. Maybe you want to work from home. Yeah. And I think like when I think about safety, it's less in a physical realm for me than it is for like an emotional or psychological sense that like I know that... I won't be belittled or made to feel stupid. Like when things maybe aren't going the way that they're supposed to, or if I'm not understanding something like that has never been the reception for, you know, like we're one, we're a small team. We're also a young team, not necessarily me, but, (laughs) but we, I mean, we're all learning big stuff right now. And being able to say like, hey, I don't 100% understand that. And knowing that we're going to be met with a helpful perspective as opposed to like duration is more kind of in line with my safety need. Yeah, I think that there's a physically safe and a mentally safe, creating that safe space. I mean, and hopefully it helps that, you know, I ask Jessica for help all the time. Mm -hmm. I ask Jesse for his opinion constantly. Um, I'll have suggestions excuse me, for somebody, but I don't necessarily like know how to form it into the thing it needs to be. I just want to get it out and then let them go do what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so hopefully modeling that helps. I really believe in like, you have to practice what you preach kind of thing. So the safety piece is there. I think the second one is security. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes to, you know, no layoffs during the pandemic. We managed to get through that and fund payroll and not a lot else, but we got through it and came out of it. Okay. Um, And that's security, knowing that, you know, I'm here for the foreseeable future, the company, I want it to live on beyond me when, you know, I'm not working here anymore when I retire. Spectacular retirement benefits. Right, right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And just that security that like, 
is if you're doing what you need to do and you're coming into work and you're performing and you're getting things done, um, you've got a job. Right. Like you're not going to just, I'm not going to come in and just say, you know what? I need to cut 10% and HR headcount is the most expensive uh-huh. thing. So two of you got to go vote on who gets taken off the right. island. So horrible. And just oh. really looking at that security. I mean, and we've had people self-select out mm-hmm. um, and that's perfectly fine. Um, and, you know, would we fire somebody if we needed to? Well, yeah. Like if there's a huge but we problem. we would try everything else before that. And I think that everybody is aware that we would try everything else before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really trying to coach and help and guide. And if we hit a point where that's not working, even that we approach with a conversation. Like it's not a, you know, you come in at eight o'clock and you're escorted out or the building's locked. There's a box. Yeah. It's a conversation about like, and it gets me to my third one is, which is happy. So you should be safe. You should be secure and you should be happy. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that you're overjoyed in everything you're doing. We all do stuff we don't like. Uh But the idea that most of your day-to-day is a thing you're good at and feel like you can excel at and are proud of excelling and a thing you like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody likes to come in every day and feel like they're struggling yeah. and just failing constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's where somebody is, we need to find either a different seat for them or we need to have that conversation about maybe this isn't the place for you. Yeah. There's somewhere else you can be happy but it's such a different conversation to have that than to be, you're not performing, you're fired. It, and it's just like the end result is sometimes the same as mm-hmm. far as like, yeah, they leave. You know, part, like and, part and somebody is no longer, but, but the way in which you arrive at that point can be such a North star for the people that are left too. Yeah, knowing like I can speak up and say like mm, this isn't really jiving with me, and how how can I fix this or how can we fix this? Yeah, nobody should feel like they're going to get fired for something they say or something they question or something they ask. Yeah, um, those are all things that, in all honesty, I wish people questioned more. I wish people asked more. Yeah. I wish people challenged more. You can tell me I'm being a fucking idiot because <laughs> we'll have a conversation about right. that. But at the end. If you're right, I'll, I'll concede and be like, yeah, that was really stupid. Maybe not right away, but... Well, we got to have a conversation. Right? we got to work that out. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with a sibling or a spouse uh-huh. or a best friend. If you challenge them directly on yeah. something, they don't always accept it immediately. You have the conversation and sometimes you change and sometimes they change. Uh-huh. Um, but rarely does it result in like, screw this, I'm never seeing you again. I, my husband and I have been married for, it'll be nine years this year. If I'm doing the math right, I'm not going to do that math right now. Correctly. Uh, math is hard. It's too much. Uh, I have other talents and they're not math, but in those nine years and like, as we've gotten older in our relationship and now we're parents to a small person, <laughs> there are things that you realize will not change about your partner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and what do you do with those? But I think it's the same in a career or work environment. Like there are some things that will just be the way that they are. And how do you like respectfully acknowledge that about someone and then continue to carry on and hopefully allow them to do work that's fulfilling and also beneficial. Yeah. And I think one of the benefits we've had is we've got a flexible culture as well, like flexing and ebbing and flowing is kind of part of it. Yeah. And so, um, 
we've had several people who have morphed from what we thought they were going to do in the job mm-hmm. description into another place that's actually super valuable. Yeah. And sometimes what they were doing has to be carved out and put somewhere else. And sometimes there's stuff they were doing. We're just like, Oh, nobody needs to do that. We don't really need that function yeah. and it goes away or we can outsource it or we just right. stop doing that service because we don't need to. And it's more valuable to do something else. Yeah. I can think of two or three instances where somebody has come in on a specific job and within a year done something completely different. different. Like, I mean, I know producers act, we never told him when he got hired a year ago or whatever that was, that he was going to be producing podcasts for us. But when we said, Hey, he's like, I love podcasts. These are great. I'll figure it out. Like, so yeah, it's really fun. All right. I think we've got like one more topic. Um, Kind of about like benefits as they relate to culture. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this because I think I'm an outlier where like I will choose like hours and like feeling Mm -hmm. before I will choose like sometimes pay before I'll choose like health insurance. Like some of the like froofy intangible stuff comes first for me. So I'm the wrong person to ask this question. I think it's, it's actually, we probably should have had a guest on this or maybe we make it another podcast later on because I've like, it's interesting. I've had jobs that paid a lot of money. Um, Mm And I'm not really monetarily motivated. I like to have enough. Don't get me wrong. Right. And honestly, if somebody wants to throw a couple hundred thousand at me, I'm going to take it. About it. Like, no, not yeah. mad about it at all. But I have a, if the job is also really taxing and awful and stressful and yeah. not enjoyable, there's a point where you can't throw enough money at me to uh-huh. keep me there. And when I was younger, it was a lot easier. It was less money and I would last longer. Yeah. The older I've gotten, I don't know as though some of the jobs I've had in the past, I would go back to for any amount of money. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, you don't have the breakup goggles where it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. No, yeah. not at all. And I think as um, a business owner, part of the hard part of that is, you know, I'm here and I'm doing this and I'm working really hard to make this environment work yeah. for us. But um, it's, there really isn't an out for me. Like I don't go, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not yeah. I can't just quit and go find a new job. And so for me, I want to make it the best place I want to be. And I think mm-hmm. I hope that makes it the a place that you guys want to be and yeah. that everybody wants to be. And I know not everybody's going to stay here forever. And some will and some won't. And you're you know. stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nature of it. But, um, but ideally we continue to bring people in who buy into that and who agree with what we agree with and get that feeling. And honestly, I hope that, you know, the culture that we have and the feeling that people get and yes, to some extent, the benefits, people get those intangibles above and beyond the salary. And while, you know, in some instances our salary might be a little bit lower than they could make somewhere else. And people believe me, people are rating everybody. Like I would go do it in a heartbeat tomorrow. And some companies are just throwing money at it. Mm -hmm that lasts for so long. And then it's like, but I don't have this and I don't have this. Oh, they don't have health insurance. Like I'm working 80 hours a week. Yeah. I'm working weekends. We scold people like, Oh yeah. I scold all the time. No, it is seven o'clock. You should be doing anything but this. (laughs) I've been scolded by you. I think a couple uh, of times. This will wait until 
tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I think that that's, and I think that's where culture can really benefit you. I think there's a whole nother podcast because I'm sure we're out of time and we're going to get yelled at for the length of this, but um, a whole nother one on how it helps you attract the right client mm-hmm. yeah. and how the wrong client can damage your culture. The right client or customer can really enhance yeah. and improve your culture. And also they're going to stay longer, just like an employee if they mm-hmm. resonate with your culture. Yeah. Um, but again, probably not a tangent for this episode. Yeah. The bottom line is if we're hiring, you should probably come work here because we'll treat you like people and we'll give you popcorn or trail mix. Yeah. I wish that I could hire everybody, but we do have limited positions, but they open up every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, It happens. And so just, you know, keeping an eye on the website and you know, then you could be featured in a podcast. Right. You come hang out with us. We're so fun. We got beer in the fridge. It'll be great. (laughs) With that, I think it's time to go and head out for this episode. Thanks so much for chatting with me, Caitlin. It was really fun. Always a pleasure. This week's quick tip might be an unpopular opinion. A good company culture isn't having beer in the fridge. Good culture provides your entire team with psychological safety and allows employees to show up to work as themselves. That's it for another episode of Cocktails, Tangents, and Answers. We hope you enjoyed listening. We enjoyed recording and this week's cocktail. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Rich Mackey. I try not to make it too difficult. It's just my name. And you can find our agency at antidote underscore seven one. That's A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E underscore seven one on Twitter and Instagram as well. And you can find me at home sipping a craft cocktail prepared by my in-home bartender. It's my husband. We'll be back next week with another episode and a whole new cocktail recipe, plenty more tangents, and of course, answers to those pressing marketing questions. And if you'd like to send us a question, you can go to ctapodcast.live to get in touch. Or you can call our hotline at 402-718-9971 and leave us a voicemail. Your questions might be used for future episodes of the podcast. For now, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week.